bless the name of the Lord Jesus for every gift that God has given our children. We praise God. Why don't we bless God just one more time for our graduates. Just show them some love. This is a beautiful day that the Lord has made. And so we have entered into our preaching moment. And so we're so grateful and so honored to have a giant, I will say that, a giant among preachers in our midst in the man, Reverend Winford Kennedy Rice, Jr. Many of us who know him know him simply as Kenny. He is a 2014 graduate of the greatest college in the land, Morehouse College in Atlanta, Georgia, where he studied religion and philosophy, Phi Beta Kappa graduate of Morehouse. And then he took his talents up to Cambridge, Massachusetts, where he was a uh, 2017 graduate of the Harvard Divinity School with a Master of Divinity degree. And he is currently pursuing a doctorate in ministry from the Emory Candler School of Theology. So we praise God for the excellence with which he is pursuing ministry. He was licensed and ordained by the Dr. Stephen G. Blunt of the First Baptist Church of Mahan in Suffolk, Virginia, and currently serves as minister to men and of outreach at the Ray of Hope Church under Dr. Cynthia Hale. Also, Kenny serves as adjunct professor of religion and philosophy at Morehouse College, where he believes in combining, connecting, bridging head and heart. And so as a, on a personal note, I just know Kenny as a poised uh, young man who embodies all that is excellent. Kenny was president of the chapel assistance program at Morehouse when I was a freshman. And so just to see how God has just taken him from Morehouse just onward is such a great blessing to see. So we are so honored and blessed to have him and thankful that God is using him for such a time as this. I do not know if we're having another selection. We're gonna go straight into the word of God. Let us warmly receive the Reverend K Kenny Rice. Praises shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast of the Lord, and the humble shall hear thereof. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together this morning. Come on, Salem, we can do better than that. I said, oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. Amen. If you're glad about being in church, won't you make some noise this morning? You could have been anywhere. Could have been doing anything, but you're in the house of the Lord, and that's good enough reason to give God praise in this sanctuary today. I'm not going to be before you all long because I want to get to Waffle House too before it closes. I have a flight at three o'clock that I need to make, and so I will only be up here for about two hours of your time to make my flight in time. I'm just kidding with you all, but what a joy and a privilege it is to be back in this august body of believers at Salem Missionary Baptist Church. Listen, as the musicians continue to play softly, would you all do me a favor and connect hands? If not, hands connect connect hearts with your pew partner this morning because that's a real person sitting next to you and sometimes people have problems. But it's good to know that on a Sunday morning, though people have problems, we serve a problem-solving God who is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think according to the power that worketh within us. So do me a favor this morning and just squeeze that neighbor's hand ever so gently. And as you squeeze that hand, know you're squeezing some power into that hand. You're 
You're squeezing some life into that hand. You're squeezing some victory into that hand. You're squeezing some joy into that hand. You're squeezing some zeal into that hand. You're speaking life into that hand. In the name of Jesus, God, we thank you now for another day's journey, and we are indeed glad about it, God. We thank you that last night was not our last night, but bright early this morning, you saw fit to touch us with your finger of love and allow our golden moments to roll on just a little while longer. And for that, God, we want to say thank you. God, we've come not for shape, form, or fashion, but God, we've come for no other reason just to give your name glory. Before we ask you of anything, God, we want to adore you for everything. Before we petition you of anything, we want to praise you for everything. So God, we thank you right now. We take a moment just to bless your name, not because of what you've done, but because of who you are. God, thank you for being Jehovah Rapha. God, thank you for being Jehovah Nisi. God, thank you for being Jehovah Tiskanu. God, thank you for being El Elyon. God, thank you for being El Shaddai. God, thank you for being exactly what we needed you to be. God, you've been a bridge over troubled waters, and we just want to say thank you, God. You've been a lily down in the valley, and we just want to say thank you. You rocked us to sleep last night, and we just want to say thank you, God. If you don't do anything else, you've already done enough. But God, we dare not pray selfishly. God, we pray for that hand that we're holding right now. Our neighbor needs to hear a word from you. So God, we pray right now. Speak a word in this house. Spirit of the living God, move from heart to heart and breast to breast right now. Move the preacher out of the way. Behind me, behind the cross, that the people see none of me and all of you. In your precious and holy name, we pray. God, it is our prayer that if we don't catch any fish today, that we would clean the fish that we already have. God, somebody needs to hear a word. So speak a word in this house until broken homes are put back together again. God, speak a word in this house until broken hearts are mended. God, speak a word. And we'll be ever so careful to give your name all the glory, honor, and praise. And the people of God said amen. Amen and amen. Come on, clap those hands like you're excited for the food you're about to receive. Amen. What a joy. What a joy and privilege it is to be in this space. I give honor, deference, and all the respect in the world to your pastor, none other than the Reverend Dr. Richard B. Haynes. I honor God for him. Can we celebrate this uh, amazing man of God for all that he is and has been over the years to this church and to this community? I am humbled to be invited back to this space. If somebody invites you once, it may be an accident. If somebody invites you twice, it's intentional, and I'm grateful for the opportunity for a chance to share and to my dear classmate and friend the Reverend Jason Haynes I also honor God for you we were at Emory at the same time and he's a bad brother he's a bad mama jamma all by himself he's a preaching machine both of them the Haynes when I grow up I want to be just like them I'm grateful to God for them and their leadership to all of the clergy in the house to my dear colleague and friend esteemed Reverend Japaris Key uh, we we're at Morehouse at the same time together I'm grateful to God for him and what can we say about the graduating class of 2023 Come on, Salem. Let's celebrate these graduates and let's celebrate these children, too. Amen. Y'all have been rocking out all morning long. They sound better than the Jackson 5. I'm grateful. I'm grateful to be in this space today and to all of our graduates, regardless of what stage and age you find yourself in in life, we celebrate you this morning. To my dear Alpha brother, Deacon Bailey, I'm so grateful for your presence. And to all of you God's children, I know I can get in trouble when I call names. It is not football season. The Cowboys are not playing today, nor the Falcons. So please join me in the letter of James this morning. The letter of James. There's a very peculiar word that is found there. 
there in that text to the graduates and to all of us, James, the first chapter. And I want to take the time to place the Lord's lens on verses 2 to 4. Very familiar passage of scripture, James chapter number 1, verses 2 to 4. If you're in Genesis in the Old Testament, keep flipping. And if you're in Revelations, you've gone too far, back it up just a little bit. James in the New Testament, chapter number 1 beginning at verse number two. When you have it, do me a favor and say, whoop, there it is. If you don't have it, it's on the screen. Just go ahead and pay attention to the screens. The text reads this way. My brother, encounter it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, for it is just the testing of your faith that produces patience. And let patience have her perfect work that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. The New Revised Standard Version says it this way. My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of any kind, count it joy. Because you know that it is the testing of your faith that produces endurance. And let patience have its full effect so that you may be mature and complete and that you will lack nothing. For the moments that are yours and mine this morning, I want to tag this text with this thought and hang my hat homiletically upon this phrase very simply, joy and pain. Joy and pain. Would you smile at me and help me preach this sermon this morning and just say, neighbor, joy and pain. Joy and pain. Find somebody else who got the Holy Ghost this morning because your last neighbor didn't want to talk to you. Find somebody else and look them look in the face till it get awkward, till it get awkward. Tell them, neighbor, you already know what time it is. Joy and pain. Amen. Beloved, I have a confession to make, and that is that sometimes my radio dial, while I'm driving up and down 75 and 85, makes its own way to 103.3 and to 107.9. Now, I promise I am saved, sanctified, filled with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost, talking tongues. I lift my hands in the sanctuary, all of that. But every now and again, I love hearing something other than Maddie Moss Clark. I don't always want to hear Mississippi Mass Choir. Sometimes I want to listen to Future. Sometimes I want to listen to SZA. Sometimes I want to listen to Drake. Sometimes I'm not always listening to the praises of the Lord. Now, y'all can sit there and look at me all judgmental if you want to, but if we put some, uh, some, if we put some cameras in your car, some of y'all might be embarrassed because you're not always listening to gospel music either. I, I grew up in a household where my mama and my daddy were polar opposites in terms of what they listened to in the car. My mama listened to Kirk Franklin, but my daddy listened to Aretha Franklin. My, my mama listened to Luther Barnes, but my daddy listened to Luther Vandross. Yeah, my, my mama used to listen to Mississippi Mass Choir, but my mama, I mean, my daddy used to listen to Gladys Knight in the, on that midnight train to Georgia. In my mama's car, it was Maddie Moss Clark. But when I got in my daddy's car, there was something on the radio that was known all over the country. It was a group by the name of Mays featuring Frankie Beverly. And I used to love listening to them in the car. Whenever I rode with my daddy, I always told him, turn the music up. I don't want to hear gospel all the time. I want to hear what these non-church folk, these secular people have to say. Mays and Frankie Beverly produced several hits in their heyday entitled Back in Stride. And we are one and before I let go and I love all of those songs so much so that Beyonce even did a remix of before I let go at Coachella a couple of years ago but my favorite song by Maze and Frankie Beverly is called joy and pain some of you all may be too young you still got Similac on your breath and wet behind the ears you don't have a clue who this group is but if you ever take the time go to Apple music go to iTunes and download this song called joy and pain because there's some sonic significance in the 
the song. There's some life in the lyrics. If you listen carefully to the lyrics, you'll hear the word of the Lord this morning. The song says joy and pain are like sunshine and rain over and over. You can be sure that there will be sorrow, but you will endure because where there's a flower, there's both the sun and the rain. Oh, and it's wonderful because they're both one in the same. Some of y'all are saying the lyrics with me. I thought y'all were saved. I lost half of y'all, but I picked up a few this morning. But for the graduates, they're looking at me like, huh? They don't know what I'm talking about. Let me do this again. They said joy and pain are like sunshine and rain over and over. You can be sure that there will be sorrow, but you will endure because where there's a flower, there's both the sun and the rain. Oh, and it's wonderful because they're both one and the same. Some of y'all still not getting me. I'm doing one more time. They said joy and pain are like sunshine and rain over and over. You can be sure that you will have sorrow, but you will endure because where there's a flower, there's both the sun and the rain. Oh, and it's wonderful because it's both one and the same. Somebody here already is starting to move in your seat this morning because you can look back over your life and testify that you've had some sorrow, but you've endured. You've had some pain, but every time you had pain, God gave you some joy. In other words, what I believe what they're trying to say in this song is that you need both joy and pain in your life, just like every flower needs sunshine and rain in order to make you who you are because you can't have one without the other. As a matter of fact, if we were to study botany, we would discover that there's no tulip, there's no rose, there's no daffodil, there's no daisy, there's no sunflower, there's no pansy, there's no azalea, there's no begonia, there's no cherry blossom, there's no lily, there's no orchid, there's no carnation, there's no magnolia that can grow without rain. Y'all sleep this morning, I'ma hit rewind and do it again. I said flowers can't grow without sunshine and rain. There's not a single tulip, not a rose, not a daffodil, not a daisy, not a sunflower, not a pansy, not an azalea, not a begonia, not a cherry blossom, not a lily, not an orchid, not a carnation or a magnolia that can grow without the rain because somebody can test today that you need rain in your life every now and again to grow and you wouldn't be who you are today or where you are today if you didn't just have good days but you also have some bad days. There's some graduate here this morning who can testify where there's no process, there's no progress. Where there's no pain, there's no gain. Where there's no process, there's no progress. Where there's no loss, there's no lesson. Where there's no cross, there's no crown. Without matriculation, there's no graduation. With no setback, there's no comeback. With no valley, there's no mountain. And is there anybody around this house this morning who can testify without the rain? You couldn't even see the rainbows in life. So I've learned to thank God for my mountains. But check this, Salem. I've also learned how to thank God for my valleys. Because if I never had a problem, I would not know what faith in God's word could do. If I never had a problem, I would not know to trust in God. But somebody can lift holy hands this morning and testify that through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. And I've learned to depend on his word. Somebody in this house this morning ought to tear up your pew or in your living room because you can testify that all things work together. That's why your testimony graduates is the tassel was worth the hassle because God has a way of making all things work for my good. Here, here it is in our text that James is writing the Jewish Christian 
community that is now throughout, scattered throughout the Mediterranean diaspora from the 12 tribes of Israel, simply telling them to count it all joy when you go through various trials and tribulations in no uncertain terms. This is a remix on what Mays and Frankie Beverly said when they said joy and pain are like sunshine and rain. See, to give you context, to understand content, there is a problem in the community of the Jewish Christians scattered throughout the Mediterranean diaspora from the 12 tribes of Israel. They are in dispersion as a result of the northern and the southern kingdoms of Israel now splitting. And James tells them, in spite of the fact that there is social and political contestation in the land, count it all joy. In spite of the fact that there are political problems in our land, he still tells them to count it all joy. And I love this this morning because we don't know a lot of information about James's familial background. We don't know who his people be. There was no Ancestry.com. There was no DNA or Alex Haley's roots to figure out what side of the tracks that James came up on. It could be James who was the brother of Jesus or James the son of Zebedee or James the father of Jude or the son of Alphaeus. But check the text and see how he introduces himself. The Bible says in chapter 1 and verse 1 that James says that he is a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I've come to put a quarter in the parking meter and tell these graduates this morning that your joy should never be dependent upon your position in life. And see what I found out Pastor Haynes is that there's a whole lot of people who have found their positions in church but never found their identity in Christ. And so their joy is dependent upon their position. So if you move them off the front row or you move them out the pulpit they don't have joy no more. But James says I don't need titles and I don't need positions to validate my joy. And I feel so sorry for people who need to be called this and that in order to feel like you're somebody in the kingdom of God. Come here and let me help you get free. It doesn't matter who pats you on the back, who invites you out to lunch, who smiles in your face. Sometimes they want to take your place. You better learn how to encourage yourself. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter how many letters you get. I'm a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. Is there anybody in this house who can testify? It doesn't matter who comes and goes because little boys and little girls are like a bus. If you miss one, wait about 15 more minutes and another bus going to come around the corner after a while. It doesn't matter what people think of you, what people have to say about you, as long as God got something good to say about me, that's all that matters. See, I decided a long time ago to stop letting Negroes and Negroes validate me and take my joy. You didn't give me this joy, and you can't take it away. My grandma Beulah said, this joy that I have, the world didn't give it, and the world can't take it away. James, James says it's not enough just to have jingle bells at Christmas. James said, I've got joy bells all year long. Joy bells keep ringing in my soul. He tells them in spite of all of the stuff that is going on around him and in the community, you still have to have a conscious decision to have joy. I love James because James's name in his etymology means to supplant. That word supplant is a derivative of the Latin word supplanter, which literally means to overthrow something or to trip something up. And I love it 
this morning because James says that in spite of the fact that there have been some social and political issues that could trip me up and that were meant to overthrow me because I've got joy and because I'm connected to Jesus, the stuff that was supposed to trip me up, I ended up tripping it up. And I'm grateful this morning to God that when I look back over my life, graduates, you all can testify there was some stuff that came your way that had the potential to trip you up. There was some stuff that was frustrating in freshman year, that was sagacious in sophomore year, the gyrations of junior year, and some of the stuff that came with senior year, you could have flunked, you could have faltered, and some of y'all testified that you may not have graduated summa cum laude or magna cum laude, but you graduated, thank you, Lordy, and it doesn't matter how you graduated. The reality is your GPA does not have to be your GPS in life. And is there anybody who can testify, as I look back over my life, there was some stuff that had the potential to kill me, but I survived. There was some stuff that had the potential to take me out, but somehow I made it. This shout ain't for everybody, but this shout is just for the people who can testify. There was some stuff that was supposed to take me out, but to God be the glory for the great things that God has done. And if you hate me now, then honey, don't keep watching my story, because there's more to come. And if you can't take me now in chapter one, baby, I don't know what you're going to do when God elevates me, because there's something God's doing in my life that eyes have not seen, and that ears have not heard. The text tells us, count it all joy, where you go through various trials and tribulations, for it is just the testing of our faith. That word or that phrase, count it all joy, it literally comes from the Greek word hegemoni, which is where we derive the English word hegemony from. And that word hegemony means to dominate or to control. So what James is arguing here when he says count it all joy is that he's saying there are some things in your life that you are absolutely irrefutably and unequivocally have no control over in your life. But what James is saying is that your joy does not come from the things that you cannot control. James says that your joy comes from the few things that you can control. So it ain't no need to lose your joy and to lose sleep over the stuff that you cannot control. I've learned how to put stuff in God's hands and stop worrying about it. After you've done the studying, put it in God's hands. After you've done the preparing, put it in God's hands. There's no need for you to stay up all night long because God is going to be up all night long because the Bible says that he that keepeth Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps so if God is going to be up all night ain't no need for you to be up all night you better learn how to take some stuff out of your hands and let the Lord deal with it so when you go home tonight I want you to turn on the basketball game get with your booth thing and turn on Netflix and chill pull the covers up over your neck fluff your pillow real good and go to sleep and I hope you snore and drool like you've never slept before you better learn how to stop letting people and circumstances take your joy you can't control what other people think about you but you can control what you think about yourself you can't control what other people say about you but you can control what you say about yourself is there anybody here who can testify that i'm gifted i'm anointed i'm the beloved of god i'm the head and not the tail i'm above and not beneath i'm the lender and not the borrower i've learned how to encourage myself You're not feeling me like I want you to. See, I've learned um, my niece is um, 11 years old. 
when my niece was about four or five, she was in school, summer camp, whatever it was, and uh, I believe her science teacher was explaining the difference between a water bottle and a soda bottle. No difference on the outside, but my niece came to me one day and said, Uncle, I learned something in camp, and I thought this was amazing, and, and, and you might shout if you get the Holy Ghost. <laughs> uh, she said to me, Uncle, it's amazing how uh, sometimes you can shake up a soda bottle, take the top off, and the contents that are on the inside will begin to spill over. But then you can do the same thing and take a water bottle, shake up the water bottle, take the top off, and nothing's going to happen. And I said, Kendall, why do you think that is? And she got smart with me. She said, it's because of the molecular makeup and the chemical composition of the water and the soda. See, some people in life are like a soda bottle. When you shake them up and life starts getting hectic, they explode everywhere because they're trying to control everybody and everything. But there's a remnant among us this morning who are not like soda bottles. But our testimony is that we're like a water bottle that when life shakes us up our testimony is when peace like a river attendeth my way and sorrows like sea billows roll whatever my light thou has taught me to say it is well with my soul is there anybody in this house I only need 10 and I'll make a living who can give God praise right here like you know that regardless of what comes my way my life is in his hands my job is in his hands my joy is in his hands my family is in his hands is there anybody in this house who can give God a joyous joy in this morning a joyous praise a joyous shout a joyous dance because the joy of the Lord is my strength James helps us to understand uh, that we've got to learn how to count it all joy when we go through various trials and tribulations. I love what the text says because James does not say count it all joy if you go through trials and tribulations. No, James said count it all joy when you go through various trials and tribulations which means that it will happen eventually that is to say and I hate to be the bearer of bad news I hate to burst your theological bubble but a lot of our churches in the 21st century have perpetuated this cotton candy Christology and what the theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer called a cheap grace and a cheap discipleship that as long as you're saved and as long as you pay your tithes and as long as you come to church and as long as us serve on the usher board you ain't gonna never have to go through nothing the devil is a liar i've stopped by to tell you that james said when you go through that means you're gonna have to cry yourself to sleep you'll be disappointed you'll be confused you'll be stressed you'll be aggravated you'll be discombobulated you're gonna feel like walking away like giving up like putting your head between your legs like trimming the fat like cutting your losses like throwing up the deuces and you may feel like cussing some people out sometimes because of what you're going through see our graduates need to know the truth tomorrow may not be the best day of your life the sun may not shine every day you may not get a job immediately you may not get the internship but James says count it all joy because I love what he says he says when you go through trials and tribulations now it would be different if James said count it all joy when you go to various trials and tribulations David said it this way David said yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death which means that David was a valley visitor and not a valley victim it means that he was going through 
through the valley, but eventually he was going to come out. And I don't know who I'm talking to this morning. You may find yourself in the midst of trial and tribulation, but I stopped by to tell somebody that trouble don't last always, that the Lord will perfect that concerning you. You're not feeling me like I want you to. I told you my niece was a smart athlete when she was younger, and we went to the car wash one day, and I asked Kendall, I said, which car wash do you want to go to? Do you want to go through the automatic, or do you want to go to a hand wash? And what she said, I'll never forget. She said, Uncle, you're a control freak. You'll be out there telling the people how to wash your car, so I think it's best if we go to the automatic. And I said, Kendall, why do you think that's the case? She said, because I noticed when you go to the automatic car wash, you've got to take your hands off the steering wheel. You've got to put the car in neutral, and you've got to take your foot off the gas, and you just go through the process. But when you come out on the other side, you'll be better than when you went in before. Have I got anybody in this house this morning who can testify like Job that when I come out of this, I shall be pure as gold. As a matter of fact, would you have five, five people and just tell somebody, I'm going to be better when I come out of this. There's going to be glory after this. There's going to be a fresh wind after this. There's going to be an anointing after this. And I'm believing God that after I come out of this, that my ladder shall be greater than my father. The pressing, the pressing question of the text is how can you count it all joy when you're going through various trials and tribulations? How can you count it all joy when you find yourself at the end of your rope? The first thing that James tells us this morning, if we're going to learn how to count it all joy, hear me graduates, hear me congregation, friends. James says that we go through trials and tribulations so that our faith may be fortified. It's simple and direct. Verse number one, verse number two, rather. He says, count it all joy when you go through various tribulations and trials. Here it is. For it is just the testing of your faith. I like it. He says, count it all joy when you go through various trials and tribulations, which is the testing of your faith. That word faith in its Greek etymological formation is the word pistis, from which we derive the academic discipline of epistemology. Epistemology is the study of values, but more importantly, it is the study of knowledge. How we come to know things. Because whenever you talk about knowledge, you also have to talk symbiotically about beliefs. So in a real sense, James is trying to help us to understand that our belief is being built. Our faith is being fortified when you say that you believe in God. You believe that God is a healer? Well then you better behave like you believe. You believe that God is a way maker. You said God was a may waker. Then God is going to make sure that you believe and you behave like you believe. And the text says you've got to learn how to count it all joy. That means that you have to go through everything. The text, the narrative does not qualify nor quantify what we ought to be joyful about the text just says count it all joy that means the headaches and the heartaches the moaning and the groaning the ups and the downs the twists and the turns the highs and the lows the rivers and the deserts the mountains and valleys the tears and turmoil the text says count it all joy keep sitting there I'm gonna hit your pew in a minute that means through foreclosures and failures through setbacks and setups through obstacles and opportunities the mishaps and the miseries the divorce and the death the text says count it all joy both Cain 
Canaan and Calvary, the wilderness and the promised land, the Red Sea and Pharaoh, the pit and the palace and prison, count it all joy. Goliath and the Philistines, the cross and the tomb, the Sanhedrin and Peter and Judas and John, count it all joy. Both Friday night and Sunday morning, your lions, your tigers, your bears, the Texas counted all joy. And the old folk used to say uh, that this joy that I have, the world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. Is there anybody in this house who can say, God, I want to thank you for my struggles. God, I want to thank you for my problems. God, I want to thank you for my adversity because I wouldn't be as strong as I am today. I wouldn't be as gifted as I am today. I wouldn't fast like I fast today. I wouldn't pray like today. Oh God, I'm going to behave like I believe. You believe that God is a way maker? Then behave like you believe. You believe that God can open doors? Then behave like you believe. You believe God can pick you up and turn your life around? Then you got 30 seconds to open up your mouth and behave like you believe. Is there anybody in this house who can testify? I got big dreams. I got big beliefs because I serve a big God. And so I'm going to give my good God and my big God a big praise like he doing something in my life incredible it says uh, number one count it all joy because your faith is being fortified God is building your belief system uh, so he says number one count it all joy because your faith is being fortified but then secondly James also tells us we count it all joy uh, because our memories don't become mortified. I'm still in the text. Verse number three, uh, he says, count it all joy when you go through various trials and tribulations for it is the testing of your faith. Here it is, um, allowing faith or, or, or patience to have her uh, do work within you. Uh, one translation says, count it all joy um, when you go through various trials and tribulations for it is the testing of your faith which produces patience. James says that you will go through trials because it is the testing of your faith. In other words, James is trying to help the people so that they don't suffer from spiritual amnesia. James is trying to help them understand that in order for you to have patience, it literally means that you've got to have a good memory bank to remember this ain't my first time going through something like this. This is not my first time flying with this pilot. And I believe that the pilot who landed me safely last time also has the ability to do it again. So when the plane of life begins to shake due to the turmoil and the turbulence, I've got a good memory. And because I've got a good memory, it means that I can be patient through the process. Ooh, did you hear what I just said? James is trying to help us to understand that when it is that you have a good memory with God, you can be patient through the process and through all of the ups and downs of life because you've learned to trust the one who is over the process. And here's what I've come to discover, Deacon Gregory, is that if you rush your process, you will get a rush product. So James tells us this morning that you quite literally have got to be able to go into the recesses of your mind. He says maneuver past the mandula oblongata down to the thalamus and the hypothalamus to the hippocampus where long-term memory is stored. And if you can get through the peridial gland and the penile gland and the frontal lobe of your mind, you can go back to the hippocampus where some of those long-term memories are stored and you can remember what God has done for you. Is there anybody in this sanctuary who can testify I've learned 
learn to count it all joy because God has developed patience in me so when I encounter problems in my life ain't no need to go off like a soda bottle I can be cool calm and collective because I've been here before I've dealt with this before I've seen this giant before I've slayed this demon before is there anybody in this house who's got a good memory who can remember what God has done for you how God brought you out before how God rocked you to sleep before how God held your hand before how God paid your bills before how God healed your body before and I just believe if God did it before then the same God who did it back then is the same God who can do it again Ty Trippett says same God right now is the same God who did it before the old folks said there's no secret what my God can do because what he's done for others what he's done for my neighbor what he did for big mama God can do the same thing for you is there anybody in this house who can testify I'm learning how to be patient because God is working on me through the process and I don't care how long the process takes I'm not going to judge nobody else's process I'm going to shout in the hallway until God opens up a door and if God don't open up a door I'm going to shout in the hallway until God makes a way I'm going to shout in the hallway until God opens a window is there anybody in this house who can remember what God has done remember how God brought us through 400 years of slavery and oppression and Jim and Jane Crow and stop and frisk and vagrancy laws of black clothes and here you are with your black self still doing good in America is there anybody in this house who can remember what God has done and when you think about what God has done and where God has brought you from I'm done the text tells us we we count it all joy so that our faith may be fortified, that our memory may not be mortified. But then lastly and finally, he says, count it all joy so that your strength may be solidified. Yeah. Count it all joy when you go through various trials and tribulations, for it is the testing of your faith that produces patience, allowing patience to have her due diligence in you so that you may be complete and lacking nothing. Woo! Church folk don't know when to shout. The Bible says, lastly and finally, we count it all joy so that our strength may be solidified, that our memory won't be mortified, and that our faith may be fortified. So that here it is, verse number four, James tells them that faith, that patience has her due diligence, her due work in you, so that you are complete and that you are lacking nothing. In other words, James is telling them that when it is that God has done a work in your life, that even though it may have hurt you for a season, uh, you're coming back stronger than you went in uh, and is there anybody around this house uh, who can testify uh, maybe the graduates this morning uh, that after almost failing some classes uh, almost doesn't count uh, you almost had COVID uh, but almost doesn't count uh, you almost flunked out uh, while you were falling asleep on Zoom uh, but almost doesn't count uh, is there anybody here who can testify uh, that after a global pandemic uh, I'm stronger than I thought I was uh, is there anybody here this morning uh, who can look back over the divorce uh, and testify I'm stronger than I thought I was? Uh, anybody got a bad doctor's report? Uh, but here you are still standing uh, because you're stronger than you thought you were. James tells them uh, that you are complete uh, and you will be lacking nothing uh, because when you come out of this, uh, there's going to be some swag about you. Uh, when you come out of this, uh, there's going to be some old 
favor on you. When you come out of this, there's going to be some favor on you. And is there anybody in the house this morning who can testify that I almost gave up, that I almost threw in the towel, that I almost let go? As a matter of fact, Kurt Carr said, I almost let go. I felt like I could not take life anymore. My problems had me down and depression weighed me down. But God, he kept me close so I would not let go. I dare you to shake a neighbor's hand and say, neighbor, God is working on you. It may not feel good right now, but he's working on you. It may be hard right now, but he's working on you. It may make you cry sometimes, but he's working on you. And I'm shouting this morning, not because all is well, but I'm shouting because when I come out of this, I'm going to be pure as gold. I'm shouting this morning, not because everything is right, but because we serve a God who can make everything all right. Is there anybody in the room this morning who can testify? I did not know how much I could take until the Lord stepped on in and gave me strength and gave me joy. Unspeakable because you survived, graduate. You've got a new strength because you survived. You've got a new smile because you survived. You've got a peace that surpasses all understanding because you survived. You've got the victory because you survived. You've got a new dance because you survived. And is there anybody in the room this morning who can testify? I can never repay your Lord for what you've done for me. How you loose my shackles and you set me free. How you made a way out of no way. How you turned my darkness into day. You've been my joy in times of sorrow. You've been my hope for my tomorrow because you've been Lord you've been Lord you've been so good to me high five one neighbor and say neighbor I don't know how bad it's been for you say neighbor I have no ideas the tears you cried say neighbor I don't know what you've been going through but I stopped by to tell you that weeping but joy, joy is going to come in the morning. How far that neighbor? Shake that neighbor's hand. Shake them and rock them. Rock them and shake them and say, neighbor, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And when I look back over my life, I got to tell God, thank you, because I should have died. I should have never made it. I should have never survived. But I'm giving God a glorious praise. And when I think on the goodness of Jesus and all that the Lord has brought me through and all he delivered me from, my soul cries out, hallelujah.
Hallelujah. I thank the Lord. Now take a minute and give your God a great big praise because after everything that you've been through, you still got your joy. You still got your strength. You still got your praise. You still got your right mind. Open up your mouth and give God a joyous praise. Give God a joyous dance. Give God a joyous shout. Say yeah. the spirit is still high glory to God while the spirit is still high this is a grand opportunity for somebody to search the depths of their souls to ask themselves, am I connected 
with the Savior. Everyone standing, all who are able. The preacher talked about joy and pain. And what we know, beloved, is that there is no real spirituality. Everyone wants to talk about, I'm, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. But there is no real spirituality with no struggle. And so we're not going to sit here and paint a picture that if you accept Jesus, that every day is going to be golden, every day is going to be without issues and circumstances. But what we will tell you is that you have a God that will walk the course of your life with you if you put your trust in him. And so this is our opportunity to extend to you an invitation to get to know Christ. Our deacons are coming, our ministers are in the aisles ready to receive you wherever you are. Walk out. We know it's packed in here. We know everyone's watching and all of that. Just forget about that. This moment is now between you and Jesus. If you are not saved, if you do not know Jesus for yourself, this is your opportunity to move. And then secondly, if you believe that you have drawn away from God, know that God has never drawn away from you, but if you have strayed from God, this is your opportunity to get back in right relationship with him. This is your opportunity to move. And then finally, please know that we believe that we are one of God's greatest church families. And so if you're looking for a church home to partner with, to connect with, please know that Salem is your church. You were not here by mistake. You were not here by accident. This is your place. Walk out. And so with the body of Christ, just, just bow your heads and just pray. Just pray that God will move on a heart that is still struggling between these tensions of everyone's looking at me and, and I don't know if I'm ready. Just, just pray that God will move on hearts today. God is waiting to receive you now. God is waiting to receive you now. God praise for those who have come. Bless the Lord, we will hear from our clerk at this time.
Drum and Keys. We have one for baptism, William Cox III. Praise God, praise God. We have our clerk. We have William Cox III coming for baptism. Amen. Give God praise for William. Give God praise. He's coming for baptism. Give God praise. Our God is still in the saving business. Still in the... Somebody give God praise for William. Amen. Amen. William, the Bible declares that if you believe in your heart and you confess in your mouth, that Jesus is Lord and God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Do you believe that, sir? Yes, sir. Amen. Give God praise. Give God praise for the yes, because yes is what saves us. Yes, that he is. And yes, that God raised him from the dead. Amen. Amen. You can have a seat, sir. Brother Hans, we have one for testimony. Come on, sir. Come on, sir. Hello, everyone. Uh, good morning. Uh, if anybody knows me or knows me well, y'all know that I don't really get up and talk a lot unless they ask me to or they force me. Uh, but I couldn't uh, sit quiet today because um, this, this, uh, this entire sermon was, um, uh, it was really for me. I, I felt it at my core. Um, you know, going along with uh, what the pastor said about uh, Frankie Beverly and whatnot, uh, I too am a Frankie Beverly and Maze enjoyer. Uh, there was a song called uh, I Need You and it was sampled by 50 Cent and Hustler's Ambition. Uh, the best part of the song that I like is when they said, like the fire needs the air, I won't burn unless you're there. And, uh, you know, what that basically means, I'm just going to read what I wrote. Okay. I'm just going to read what I wrote. Okay. In 2022, I didn't know what would become of me, so I tried to cash out early, plan to pop some pills in an attempt of one last thrill, heart racing, face aching, tears spewing to the base of my ankles, unscrewed the cap and prepared to give in to the sweet peace that the angel of death dangled. My mind wrestled and wrangled with the thought of me quitting now and just being a, a little more thankful, but all the while I'm tilting my head at an elevated angle. Then like the shine after an eclipse, my eyes snapped shut and winced and when, the, and when they were opened, they were fixed on an approaching familiarity. In 2022, uh, right before I got onto campus, uh, I was virtual this entire time, and um, I, it was a lot of depression for a lot of different reasons that uh, is going to be a long time to get into, um, but it uh, made me want to, uh, you know, like I said, cash out early, and, um, you know, looking back at it now and after hearing the sermon, it was all just the the beginnings of the fires, the beginnings of the crucible. You know, does anybody know what a crucible is since we're doing a SAT words from uh, Brother Xavier here? If you don't, a crucible is basically used in uh, metallurgy. It's something that uh, metal goes into and it's so hot that it burns it so that it's able to be molded. I thought the front row pew would have got that one. But it's able to be molded so that the thing can be used for the purpose that we use it, whether it be a fork or a spoon or a bowl or whatever. But before you even have all of those, it has to be broken down and molded to its lowest point and then molded back to the point where it's now uh, structural integrity. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, after that, and then I got on campus and um, uh, I started doing uh, Air Force RTC. I was always doing it. I was always doing it. But um, now I was doing it on campus. And uh, I was doing it because, number one, 
Uh, it's a dream of mine. And number two, it's because it's going to pay for my uh, schooling, which, uh, you know, I'm not money warbucks, so I needed it. Uh, so I was doing that, and uh, it all hinged on me getting selected for uh, the scholarship, and I had to compete favorably against my peers at Georgia Tech. And uh, the first time I went around, I did not. I was placed in the bottom third of my class, ranked 22 out of 30. And when I went into the boardroom decision area, he looked at me and said, unfortunately, Cadet Holmes, you do not compete favorably against your peers in this year's, 20, this year's PSP nomination. Uh, so at that point, I had two options. Either I could quit uh, and go a different route, or I could try again as what they call a 500. Uh, and so after much mental debate and uh, mental wrestling, I decided to come back again. And um, that whole semester and year that I came back, it wasn't, it wasn't easy. Uh, I had to outperform my superiors since I was supposed to be where they are at that point, but I had to outperform them and prove to my leadership that I was ready uh, to be serving uh, in this nation's Air Force. And uh, all the while, I didn't have a meal plan uh, that semester due to some more contrived reasons. Not contrived, uh, a lot of that was self-imposed. But um, needless to say, there were days where it was literally just a walkout on faith every day. Um, I didn't know, you know, where I was gonna get food or how I was gonna get money. That led to me doing some, you know, shortcut things that, you know, I asked for forgiveness for and that I'm, uh, I'm gonna make right. Um, but all the while, God was just keeping me through it all. Uh, whether it be people at church just randomly just blessing me, because I didn't, I didn't tell anybody, you know. It took me a long time to tell my mama, but she eventually found out, you know what I'm saying. Uh, if you know anything about the stock that I'm coming from, very stubborn and uh, don't like people in their business. So that's, uh, that was God hammering that out of me, you know, back to metallurgy. Um, but I say all that to say now, uh, this past selection, I was ranked in the top 10 of my class, number seven out of 30. And today I'm flying out to Montgomery, Alabama, Maxwell Air Force Base for field training. That's why I'm dressed like this. This isn't my idea of Sunday's best. Y'all know my mama, she, she don't play that. Uh, especially with khakis, but um, uh, I say all that to say for the you know graduates and uh, people going through school or people who's already left school, people just in life. If you're experiencing life, um, you know stuff does get hard. Times do get tough. I'm sure we all know that. But it's not just you know going through it. It's it's how you go through it. It's it's a it's a much better uh, thing to be able to say that you know when you were going through it, you know you you knew what was on the other side. You knew that it was for your purpose. Uh, that you were going through these things. And uh, I know everybody probably hears a quote that says, you know, a lot changes when you start uh, thinking in terms of why is this, ha instead of hap why is this happening to me, uh, you know, what is this gonna do for me in the long run? Uh, I'm over here rambling, but um, thank God, you know, thank God. Amen, give God praise. Don't, don't, don't miss it. Don't miss it. Amari said he was at the point where he was about to give up and wanted to end his life. I want to thank God today for our preacher being obedient. But I also want to let you know that it is by the preaching of the gospel that lives are changed. Mm -hmm. We can have a whole lot of new things, but God still speaks. And he speaks through his word and he speaks through his preacher. And I pray somebody today, mm -hmm. your life was made better 
because you came down with pain, but you understand that you got to count it all joy. Let, let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you right now in this moment. We thank you for what you have done and what you have said. We thank you for this preacher allowing himself to be used by your spirit. We thank you, Lord, for your word because your word has let us know that we have to count everything joy. The pain, the sorrow, the hurt, we have to count that joy. That we have to count the crucibles of like joy because in the crucible all the bad things are cast out and we'll come out as pure as gold. Lord, we thank you for these graduates. We thank you for this moment. Lord, we now ask that you give them strength for tomorrow, for the strength that they have today will run out but thank God that you are a God of great mercy that the mercy that we had on this morning it will run out but thank God you give us brand new mercy in the new day now Lord as we go forward we just thank you for all these children we thank you for every home that is represented Lord we thank you for this church family for everything they have done not letting us fail but lifting us up lifting us up where we belong and Lord in everything we'll give you honor we'll give you glory we'll give you praise and we'll give you thanks because you are our God and there is no one beside you Lord we thank you for Jesus being born of a virgin we thank you for Jesus living a sinless life we thank you for Jesus laying down that life we thank you for Jesus bearing it all on the cross we thank you for Jesus being put in that bar of tomb we thank you for Jesus staying there all night Friday staying there all day Saturday staying there all night Saturday night we thank you for Jesus for early Sunday morning waking up with all power in his hand we thank you it's in his name we pray. It's in his name we ask every blessing. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. Come on, just go back to your seat. We're going to have those from our, our passive assimilation. He's here. Thank God. God, pray. Amen. As we prepare to, we will prepare at this time to uh, present uh, gifts to our graduates. And so we want to uh, just take some time to honor and celebrate them as we get ready to uh, conclude our service. Um, at this time, we'll, is Pastor here? Pastor Haynes, if you will come at this time. And our, our high school graduates that are with us today, we have Brother Jalen Baker 
Jalen Baker, if you come and Sister Jalen Baker, I am so sorry. If you would come to my right, your left. We have Brother Patrick Crawford. Chauncey Gray. Madison Randolph. Jessica Speakman. Seth Thomas. Janelle Thompson. John Ye Thompson. Langston Wilcox. <laughs> Demetrius Wilson. Then we have our college and postgraduate uh, graduates, uh, Tamia Crawford. Deanna Miles. Marissa Schenkel. Xavier Wilcox.
Let's give our graduates one big round of applause. At this time, we'll receive our pastor. Amen, amen, amen. Now, I think maybe the first two, I don't know if I got pictures with the first two. Uh, did I? Did, did, did I get, did you got them all? All right. I don't want to ever miss a chance. You don't know. You might get a chance to take a picture with the President of the United States. You just never know. <laughs> Amen. I don't ever want to miss an opportunity. Don't we thank God for this preacher today? Don't we bless God? Y'all just give God praise. Give God praise for what he has done and what he is doing. Y'all hear me say it all the time. I'm not at all worried about what's going to happen to the church after my generation is gone. A lot of, a lot of cases, I believe it's going to be better. <laughs> God is doing wondrous things, and he's preparing continually. Uh, his preachers uh, for this generation, for generations to come. And I thank God for you, sir. Thank you for accepting our invitation. Um, this, I, I, everything about church I love. I've been here 35 years now. I love everything about it. I love everything about it. But one of my favorite things, for 35 years has been this day, Youth Day. And I'm sitting here thinking that the first graduating class that I had when I got here, y'all wasn't even born. <laughs> now, 35 times I've had the opportunity to watch this over and over. And it's always encouraging to me to see that God is still on the throne. Always encouraging me to see young people who still love the Lord. They, they don't understand all of this right now. They understand more than what you think they do. But the beauty of our being able to celebrate with them and celebrate. They'll never forget these days. And these days, don't forget, see, see, we had to get old to get some of the experiences that they have now. They have, they, they experience things young now. And I thank God that they know Jesus. We congratulate you all. Thank you so much. I, I just thank you all for the opportunity. I've had the chance to watch you all grow up, baptize most of you, bless most of you as babies. <laughs> and it's just so wonderful now to be able to just stand here now and see what the Lord has done. Stay with him. Stay with the Lord. Stay, stay with the Lord. And all kinds of stuff pulling at you. <laughs> Stay with the Lord. Stay, stay with the Lord and know no matter what you do, he's never going to leave you. <laughs> he's never going to leave you alone. We thank you 
for just being a part of our family. We're glad you're still here. I'm praying now, my prayer now, is that God is going to open up jobs, and he's going to open up stuff right here in this area so y'all won't ever have to leave. <laughs> That's my prayer. Y'all find that y'all having a hard time getting a job anywhere else, out of the state and everywhere else? That's because your pastor's praying. <laughs> That God is going to open stuff up. And I, we need you here. We, we need all of you here. We need y'all to be just like Miss Shankle. <laughs> Miss Shankle trying to get out, but she can't go nowhere. Go Papa praying. She got she to stay here. And that, that's, that's our prayer. My prayer is that God will open up doors for you. He's going to open up the wherever those doors are. He will do that. And I thank God for you. Y'all bless God for the rest of our young people. Y'all stand up and take a bow. Stand up, stand up, take a bow. Stand up, stand up, take a bow. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so glad to see y'all back. See, see, see everybody gathering again. Yes. Okay. Okay. All righty. I want to thank all of our youth and children's workers, wherever you are, stand up. Children's and youth workers, wherever you are, wherever you are in the house, just stand up. Amen. 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 We are just so grateful to all of you who work with our youth, who work with our young people. And it's so refreshing now when I walk through the halls and see people coming, see those who are working with youth and young people. They're the same ones that I remember being little children. <laughs> and now they're, they're, they're passing on what was passed on to them. And I thank God for everyone. I won't get in to call their names because I get in trouble. I want Sister Melissa Brooks, please come. Thank you. Thank you. Amen, amen. 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 And Reverend Japaris Key, won't you come? Amen. Amen. These, God is working miracles through these two people. They, they do, they give untiringly to the young people of this church, and we just thank God for them. All they do, you have, you all have no idea uh, the hours that they put in with our children. Amen. Just, 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 just. Ooh. Hey, y'all. It's been, a, it's been a weepy willow day. Let me just apologize for that first. But when I go back and think about the pandemic and trying to find ways to keep you all busy and engaged knowing that you were having to go through things just like we were going through things, but just to make sure you knew that there was always somebody in your corner and that God was always going to stand for you. And oftentimes we would get on a Zoom and it might only be five or six or there would be that one and his name was Langston. <laughs> but we just wanted to keep God in your forefront, in your forefront and the sacrifice 
and the toil and the tear, it was just all worth it to see all of your smiling faces there and to know that these babies were so excited to be back in place today. It, it has just been a blessing beyond blessing. So we love y'all, we thank you so much. As we close out service, I need to remind my graduates that we have to get a picture with Pastor Haynes before you dismiss. Also for our congregation, for our parents, thank you for the sacrifice of your time and bringing them out. Um, we have cupcakes and drinks and refreshments outside for you. And for my other graduates, we have presents for you outside too. All I need to say is just I'm humbled. I'm humbled Amen. to be able to serve. Um, when Pastor asked me to step in to, to help with our youth on a more detailed level, um, in my head I was like, now you know. I'm an old soul. Them kids gonna look at me like, what is he doing? But I just wanna thank y'all, graduates, I wanna thank y'all for your grace that you've given me. Even when I didn't know what I was doing, thank you so much. Even for your head nods and your contributions in class. Even when you're like, yeah, this is so boring, this is so boring, oh my God. Thank y'all so much. And I am just so proud of you. I am so amen, truly amen, proud. Amen. And just excited, of all the things, excited about all the things that you're going to do and the places that you're gonna go. We, are, we speak that and we know that it's gonna happen in Jesus' name. So um, what I do know as I close this out is that this is Sister Melissa's show. And I am just following it when I tell you she is a true example of a leader. A true example of a leader. We've been talking about leadership these past few weeks with the youth and the young adults. And when I tell you, Sister Melissa is an example of a godly leader. And I'm just so grateful to serve with her. She has been the epitome of grace and poise and excellence. She always has a smile. And I just want to thank you, Sister Melissa, for putting up with me. These past few weeks, these past few months, and I'm just, just grateful, just grateful. Amen, amen. Thank you. Amen, amen. Lord. We're just, we're just so blessed. We're on our way out. Our speaker, you've heard him say he's got somewhere else he's got to be. So you all greet him in a hurry when we, once, once the benediction. Uh, let me just remind us that on this coming Saturday, June 10th, we have our School of Ministry graduation. School of Ministry graduation is this Saturday. Um, it's Saturday uh, at 11 a.m. Saturday at 11, we have our guest, Pastor James Washington. Dr. James Washington will be our speaker. And I want, just please, you, you all, these people have worked hard for two years in class. It's graduation time. Please come and let's share these moments with them. Amen. Amen. Reverend Washington works hard and has worked hard and her team they work hard to prepare them for this day, and we look forward to all of us coming together to celebrate with them. Uh, I do have, and I understand, the child of the month. Do we, is that, do we have that? Child of the month for, okay. Child of the month for the month of May, Madison Randolph. Sorry, youth of the month. <laughs> Bless your heart, Madison. And our child of the month is Elijah Robinson. Elijah, where are you? 
Laia. Ei. Amen. you honey god bless you you too thank you so much people do good you ought to let them know they're doing good amen god bless you god bless you god keep us our prayer we thank you for your continued giving uh there's not the offering during the worship service but we have receptacles on either side please feel free to leave your offering just leave your offering as you go out or uh online however however you normally give just make sure that we continue to be faithful in our giving amen amen amen, amen. let us stand god be with you till we meet again several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. By mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.